Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we are playing as Sir Crokington. And we are in the basement of... We are in the basement of Lilac Monastery. Which is currently having problems. Because over the previous few days, various critters, be they rats, tarn rats, highbrow beetles, and various other, other insects, have been coming up from the basement. The deep basement. Because they know that there is a, nev- there is a shadow gate. A shadow gate there which apparently has been unlocked by someone perhaps from the other side of the gate perhaps from this side we do not know which is difficult because apparently only very few people know how to unlock them so it should have stayed it should have stayed firmly locked because it's a 300 page cipher you have to know to unlock a shadow, a shadow gate, so it becomes a shadow path, which goes deep into the nevernus where all sorts of critters go. So, no, no matter how it happened, Brother Aldrak has sent his three strongest monks, strongest monks down there, with a gem, to close off the gate, and stop anything else from coming in. Before it threatens the monastery, and then the entire city. Anyhow, we've gone down after them, because we haven't heard from them for a while. So, let's just... And I got to a safe spot. 
that is safe as in it has safe written on the top of the section and you can save and you can rest. I'm now currently standing at the top of the stone steps that lead in lead up to the heavy iron door. You know that on the other side of the door, Brother Aldrock is eagerly awaiting your return. You may safely rest here if you wish. If at any time you wish to abandon your quest, you may do so by opening the iron door and leaving the own lower levels. Well, time to descend the stairs, of course. You're standing at the base of a set of tall stone steps leading up to the large iron door that offers entry into the monastery. Your reliable light source cuts through the inky darkness that surrounds you. A cool draught of air swirls by you, sending an involuntary shiver the length of your spine. Three grimy passages lead off from the base of the stairs. So I can climb the stairs. I can go east, west or south. I'm going to go west. Without warning, two Tarnwats streak out of the darkness and leap at you, their claws outstretched and their teeth bared. These vicious creatures intend to make a quick meal of you. Well, at least... At least it makes a bit more sense with Sir Crokington, because Sir Crokington is about their size. But even if they were, they'd just die from the poison and the vermin. Mostly poison, though. Begin combat with these two Tarnwats. They bite at you viciously, I stab at them more viciously, and they are slain. 1 XP. Because this is a very, very early adventure. It's only section 902. You rest for a moment following your victory before continuing on your way. Several stone, ste- stone shells line... Line the walls of this oddly shaped room. The shattered remnants of earthenware gloves litter the shelves and the floor below. The passages leaving this room to the east and west. Let's examine these stone shelves. Among the shards of ancient pottery that are strewn about the shelves, you make an interesting discovery. Beneath the remnants of an earthenware jug, you find a small coffer made of animal bones. Opening the small coffer reveals a small emerald resting on a bed of miraculously preserved silk. It's a small emerald. This small gemstone could be quite valuable. And of course, by this, to buy the amount of gold that you could get then, it was. But now gold's easy to get, so not so much. Using your thievery skill, you're able to detect that the coffer has a false bottom. You pry out the thin sheet of bone under the bed of silk, and are shocked to discover a glittering ruby emerald. Getting sheet of bone, I'm guessing. If I was to make get a sheet of bone, I'd probably use a scapula. Take a bit of a scapula out, because you can get you can get you can get nice flat sheets of bone easily from those. Or you could just stick together a few ribs. Yeah, I mean, those are the only really bits where you get flat bone. Everything else gets a bit curvy. Anyway, I've got a ruby bracelet. Let's have a look at it. Oh, oh, I've got to take them manually first. Okay, I'm going to take them, and then I'm going to look at them. This silver and ruby bracelet sparkles magnificently. 
It has one encumbrance and offers no stats at all, even though it's not even unidentified. I guess it's just to sell, or maybe it does something somewhere, but I don't think it does. It's just, just there. Examine them again. Thought nothing of interest. A vicious tarn rat stinks out of the shadows and quickly moves towards you. Its long teeth bared as they prepare to sink into your flesh. Not my flesh, I need that! Anyway, it's slain in one go. I stab it straight in the heart and then twist. You rest for a moment following your victory before continuing on your way. Okay, let's go west. Go west, life is peaceful there. The floor of this womb is littered with more remains of more than a dozen highball beetles. Looks as if the battle took place here recently. Passages lead lead out to the womb to the east and south. Let's go south. A vicious tarnwat. Alright, let's just fight that. Tries to bite my flesh. 1 XP. You rest for a moment following your victory before continuing on your way. You stop dead in your tracks as you stumble upon a sizable blaze snake. Slivering slowly across the floor, the snake rears up and hisses loudly as it prepares to strike. What is a blaze snake? Blaze snakes are prime, primarily dwell in deep, in damp, deep, damp subterranean areas where they feed on insects and small rodents. Although not poisonous, these reptiles can grow to, o- to be over 15 feet in length and are extremely aggressive. The snake's powerful jaws and long fangs can make it a formidable opponent. Its name, Blaze Snake, comes from the bright red markings along its back, which resemble flames. Well, there we are. Let's right, now you're imagining it correctly. You better be. You better not be imagining it incorrectly. Because I won't be able to do anything about that at all. And I would never know. But I would be very disappointed in you anyway. If you are imagining it incorrectly. Anyway, it's just like... After one round, I guess I just stab its head off. You rest for a moment following your victory before continuing on your way. Okay, I can go east or... East or north, I'll go east. You're moving among piles of rotting debris here and there. Foul pools of dark water have collected. You take care to step around the fetid puddles... As you continue on your way, because I mean, they'll go up, they'll go up to my eyes. I don't want my eyes to get infected. I can go east or south. I'm south. Okay, I can go west or north. Um, west. Uh, south. Uh, east. You in a white? Okay, I finally got somewhere new. We're in a wide chamber with large cracks running the length of the ceiling and floor. Strange odours waft up through the passages in the floor. The passages leave passages leave this room heading east and west. Suddenly, a pack of six highball beetles charge into the womb. The large horned beetles take note of you and immediately begin scuttling in your direction. Their deadly pincers snapping at the air. So I can flee, fight, and if I have a bow, I can use it. I do, so I will. Alright. You notch an arrow from your quiver and take aim at the closest highball beetle. 
Alright, this this does skill checks differently. Difficulty. Standard difficulty. No bonus or penalty. Your skill level is 73, master. You need pick a number less than or equal to 93. 95. Pick now. Succeeded with 22. Yarrow flies straight and true. Precisely striking the target, the lead highball beetle crashes to the ground. Your arrow buried deep in his fleshy torso. The rest of the beetle pack bears down on you and attacks. Apparently, these beetles do not know fear. Well, that's beetles for you. Not knowing fear. Begin combat. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you as you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy for five damage. The beetles snap at you with their powerful jaws. I guess that's two of them down already. Oh, I do no damage that round because I rolled a one. And I stab the rest of them. In one round. I stab through one and then I just keep going. And I plough through it and go through the other two. They are slain. One XP. The floor of the womb is now littered with the carcass of the Hireball Beetles. You take a moment to adjust your equipment before once again setting off on your way. Okay. With a wide chamber with large cracks running the length of the ceiling and floor, strange odors waft up through the crevices in the floor. Passing this womb heading east to west and east. Water drips from the ceiling in this chamber, collecting in a wide, shallow pool middle of the womb. Passages leave this womb, headed north and west. Suddenly, a low, pulsating sound fills the air. A sparkling blue field of energy appears in the middle of the chamber, crackling ferociously. From the midst of this crackling blue energy field steps a man in long black robes. The, ma the man has shoulder-length hair, and carries a tall wooden staff who looks directly at you and smiles wickedly. Just how many will the good brother Aldrich send on this folly of a mission? He sneers. Fear not, for one is already dead, and the West shall meet their fate soon enough. He looks you down at, and further down with visible, visible disdain. You don't look like a monk. Oh, but what well, well, with the whole toad thing. But no matter, you'll die nicely enough. The woad man holds aloft his, holds his staff aloft and begins to summon some sort of magic. You realise you must act quickly. I have various options now. I could rush forward. I could flee from the room. What happens? What does happen if I flee from the room? You nearly manage to scramble out of the chamber when a bolt of blue flame arcs out of his staff and strikes you square in the back. Ow, 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 ow. The force of, your of the blow sends you sprawling to the floor. You lie on the ground, unable to move for several seconds. Apparently believing you are dead, the black-robed man steps back into the blue energy field and disappears. A bright flash of light fills the chamber, when it has faded, both the energy field and the man has vanished. You stagger your fight, feet, and continue on your way. 
Water drips from the ceiling in this chamber, collecting in a wide, shallow pool in the middle of the womb. Passages leave this womb to the north and west, and let's go north. You're standing in a long but narrow womb. The floor of this womb is littered with what must be the corpses of nearly 50 tarn rats. Many of the tarn rats have had their bodies badly bludgeoned. It's obvious that a great battle has taken place here recently. The north side of the womb, a set of steps descend into the darkness. A passage exits from the from this womb to the south. As you pick your way among the heaps of tarmwack carcasses, you stumble upon a startling discovery. Lying with his hands folded atop his chest is the body of a bearded man. The man has several wounds across his body and it's apparent that he died during whatever struggle took, struggle took place here. Okay, I can descend the stairs, go back south, examine the body of the man, search the remains of the tarmats. I'm going to search the remains of the tarmats first. You walk among the heaps of tarmats corpids, carefully examining the scene what must have been an epic battle. Johoa, you note that hanging out of one of the tarmats mouths is a human finger. Oh no, repulsed by the gruesome discovery, you quickly decide to abandon your search. Without warning, a highball beetle charges towards you out of the shadows, its pincers gash, gashing wildly. I guess it kicked, I guess it sneaked in while I was distracted by the human finger in the rat mouth, which admittedly is a very distracting thing. It's a highball beetle. We fought them before, and we'll fight them again. Tries to gore you with its horn, but is slain. One, one XP. US for you're continuing on your way. A vicious tarmwat now. All right, stepity stab stab stab. Three rounds. Took to feed it. I just stabbed it in the left, stabbed it in the right, stabbed it in the middle. You rest for a moment following your victory before continuing on your way. It's another tarmwat. Stabity stab stab stab, it is slain, 1 XP. Okay, I can search. Nope. Examine the body of the man. The bearded man who lies dead on the floor before you is garbled in the plain green robes that signify he's a monk from the Order of the Hammerside. You're certain that you've stumbled upon the remains of one of the three monks. The brother Aldrich sent. Sent down into lower levels, whether it's the body of Brother Cole, Brother Holif, or Brother Colo, you ultimately cannot say. The fact that the man's hands have been neatly folded across his across his chest, and there are no other human bodies present, leads you to assume his companions pressed on from the scene of the battle and have presumably descended into the next lower level. Okay, now, if there was anything important that this monk was carrying, the other monks would have... The other monks would have picked it up. So, old, so it would just be regular corpse looting if I do this. This isn't looking for something important. So, allow, allow the dead to rest in peace and continue on your way. Yes, I'll... It's, it's, been, it's been led to rest... I'll just be just be looting. I'll get some minor equipment probably. But no, it's been laid to west. 
The other monks have took everything. If everything needs to be taken, the other monks will have taken it. So allow the monk to rest in peace and continue on your way. The sound of many scuttling feet has caused you to spin round, and you do so just in time to see a pack of four highball beetles bearing down on you. The beetles thrust their horns in the air and snap their pincers wildly. Four highball beetles stab. Stab. Two stabs. Unfortunately, a, f- sudden and impo- a sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you need to stay two impossibly swift blows upon you, Eddie. Stab! One. Stab the other. Then I stab the third. Alright. I, I stab three beetles to death in one round. It's convenient that the amount of blows I give com- com- precisely lines up with the amount of beetles I have to kill. Anyway, that's like... One stab for each dead beetle. You rest for a moment following a victory before continuing on your way. Here's a blaze snake. Just going to stab that quickly. Took three rounds. It is slain. One XP. Two tarn rats. Stab, 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 pity stab. Stabbing all the tarn rats. Continuing on your way. Another tarn rat. So many tarn rats. Okay. Well, I've looked for... Okay, I've looked at... I've looked at the body of the man. Now, there's one thing I want to see. That one thing in this that I haven't seen. So, west, west, north, east, north, west, north. Here's another tarmat. Okay. East. Stone shelves. Blaze snake, quick combat that. Now, to the east is another event I want to see because, well, it's something to do. Piles of muddy rubble and other debris choke this small chamber. From far, far off, you hear what sounds like something scuttling along the stone floor. The sound gradually fades away. I can go east again. The walls of this small chamber are covered in pungent grey moss. Small pools of water have collected on the floor. Heaps of rotted wood lie about the floor, and a cracked stone tabletop rests in one corner. The only passage out this one is to the west. Go west. To horror. When you try to move towards the west passage, you find you're stuck firmly in place. You're unable to move your arms and legs. And as the whole of the situation mounts, you suddenly realise, wow, why? You've walked into a strong, what, hopped into a strong but barely visible spider's web. The almost invisible strands seem to be as strong as steel. Well, it is spider webs, so they are that strong. In fact, they're a bit stronger. Try as you might, you cannot seem to break free from the sticky trap. It doesn't take long for the situation to go from bad to worse. Crawling slowly down the opposite wall is a large, bulbous spider with long, spiny legs. The man-sized arachnid moves cautiously as it steps into its web and begins to make its way towards you. I have some options. Do nothing and get eaten by a spider! Yes, because that's what's going to happen. If I do nothing, I will be eaten by a spider. You know, unless it's, you know not hungry right now because I mean it might be I mean that's the whole point of having a web is that you can just keep your food in your web for when you're hungry 
you know, just tie up for a bit. So I could try to tear free from the web or use elementalism. No, look, 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 Spider, it's nothing against you, but I kind of want to live. So, elementalism failed. Your attempt to use your power of elementalism to free yourself from the spider's web has failed. Apparently, the elemental I was going to summon liked spiders, so it didn't hurt them. Oh well. The large black spider reaches you, and a sharp pain shoots the length of your body as it injects a powerful venom into you. Six damage, suddenly. Suddenly, the portion of the web holding you tears away and you fall to the floor. The impact drives the wind from your lungs, but you, but you struggle painfully to your feet. To your surprise, the remnants of the web attached to your body begin to rapidly melt away. I'm thinking the Allfather has stepped in here and goes, oh, look, look, I just have to, all right, okay. Uh, it, it, it mysteriously disappears. Yeah, yeah. The large spider lowers its bulbous form to the floor and begins advancing towards you. So I can attack the giant black spider, or I could just leave it be. Well, hmm. I guess I have to attack it, because otherwise it's going to get me when I come back up here again. Attack the giant black spider. The giant black spider moves into range and attacks the giant black spider. Lunges forward and bites you. I stab at it. Knock you out a couple of legs. I stab at it again. Right in the brain. It is slain. 1 XP. A thick black ooze seeps out of the giant spider's battered carcass. You step back from the dead creature, covering your nose as a putrid odour rises from its corpse. Taking a moment to west, you move out of the room. Right. Okay, now now I can go west. Another four highball beetles, just quick combat those. Okay, I'm gonna go south, east, highball beetle, quick combat that. Another four highball beetles. How many beetles are there? South, south, east, east, north. Okay. I've I've went a different route, but I've ended up in the same I've ended up in the same place. I'm guessing I'm guessing that these warhols are just different lengths. Because there's two routes you can get to the same place. I'm guessing that they it goes that when this when the second one goes east, it goes east more. And when it goes south, well, anyway, two routes. There were two routes to the same place. It can happen. All right, there's 50, 50 dead, dead tarmwats, one dead monk. The other two monks presumably killed some of them, up to 50 of them between them. Maybe that monk was taken out immediately. Maybe it slain loads of them in a valiant struggle but eventually succumbed anyway there are stairs let's descend the stairs 
You're standing at the base of a set of stone steps that lead up to the first lower level of the ruins beneath the monastery. A narrow passage exits the small room to the north. Take the, take the passage north. You step into a small room with passages following e leading east and south. A twisted piece of corroded iron lies scattered about the floor. Suddenly, the air becomes charged with electricity, causing your hair to stand on end. Wait, I don't have any hair. Do I? No, I'm pretty sure. I, no, causing my warts to become particularly prickly. When, 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 when the feeling subsides, a crackling blue wall of energy has appeared, and now seals off the eastern passages. Okay, uh, what does divination say? Succeeded. The power of divination tells you the crackling field of blue energy that sealed off the eastern passage is nothing more than an illusion. All right. You stand staring at the crackling field of blue energy, wondering whether or not it be safe or possible to pass through it into the passage beyond. Well, I'm told it's illusion. Step through the energy field. The moment you step into it, I just top straight for it. A bright flash of blue light fills the room. When the light fades, the energy field is gone, and you're standing before the eastern passage. I'm guessing... This was just to slow me down enough that, that, that he can deal with the two other monks at leisure. Because, you know, it's better to, you know, split your forces. Split your forces, deal with them in... Deal with them a little bit at the time. Lancaster Squares and all that. Passage... Passages leave this room headed... Leave, heading east and south. The air smells musty here. Let's go east. The smell of decay hangs in the air here. You step around small black puddles of oily water as you make your way through the second ruined level beneath Lilac Monastery. Honestly, if you're not careful here, you can definitely get leptospirosis and all sorts of other conditions because this is stagnant water and rats have Definitely been peeing in it. So I'll go um northeast. I can go west, north or north northeast. I'll go um south. An elaborate design has been engraved upon the walls of this narrow chamber. Passages lead north and south from here. Three giant watt snails glide into the chamber from the southern passage bringing the scent of decay with them. The man-sized snails surge across the stone floor towards you, gliding on a film of their own filth. What snails? These giant snails, some as large as bears, generally feed upon the rotting remains of all manner of creatures. These can be found virtually anywhere, but tend to thrive in dark, damp places. These carnivorous savages are fearless and aggressive. Hmm. Really? I thought being fearless is not something you really need to do when you're a scavenger. You could just, you know, wait for things to die and then eat them. And of course, when you're around Sir Crofington, there are plenty of things that die that you can eat. Tales abound about giant watt snails attacking, pursuing and even devouring humans unfortunate enough to cross paths with them in their wild. 
Well, well, I'm not human, so... Well, Sir Crokington isn't a human. Whether or not I'm a human remains to be seen. So, Sir Crokington doesn't have to worry, although I don't think they're particularly picky, these what snails. They'll just eat any old thing. It's big snails, so I probably can't keep them as a pet, which is a pity. It'd be really nice to have a giant snail. It's a bit good, like, who's a good snail? You're a good snail. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You know, it can just look at you with its eyes and just go, Also, I'd be like, I don't know what sounds giant snails make. I can attack them, use ar use archery, or run away. Well, not running away, they'll just chase me. Gonna use archery first. You successfully used your archery skill. Your arrow stops the snail dead in its slimy track. The watch snail slinks to the floor beneath its heavy shell and does not move again. I, I go straight through the shell out through the other side with my eye, just totally dead. The two remaining snails glide up to you and attack. Two giant pot snails. Oh, it got hit in. I stab one, I stab the other, it's not quite done, and it is slain. 2xp. The last snail slinks to the floor dead. The stench rising up from their carcasses is almost overpowering. You're forced to step back to stop your eyes from watering. Okay, uh, I can go north. The smell of decay hangs in the air here. You step around small puddles of oily black water as you make your way through the sec second level of Lilac Monastery. The exits to the west, south, and southwest are um, west. Okay, I'm going to go more west. The only exit is the east. Swarm of five time rats. Just going to quick combat those. 1xp. Okay, gonna go south. Uh, northeast. You catch sight of something moving out of the corner of your eye and turn to your left to witness a five foot long thunworm surging out of the shadows towards you. The fearless carnivore propels itself along the wet stone floor with eight fleshy, flipper like growths that protrude from its sides. A pair of powerful pincers snap wildly in the air. What is a thunworm? We shall see. Thunworm. These gigantic, worm-like insects burrow deep underground, often creating extensive, maze-like lairs intended to snare unwary prey. Their body is milky white. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They have an enormous, bulbous, enormously bulbous head the size of which sit large, black, orb-like eyes. They have relatively small mouth, which sits just behind a set of massive and powerful pincers. It moves about at rapid weight, propelled by eight fleshy, flipper-like growths that extend from the sides of its body. It also uses these growths for digging its tunnels. Funworms have been known to reach lengths of over 10 feet long, and can weigh as much as 400 pounds. They are aggressive, and attack anything that enters one of their tunnels. And I'm not even in its tunnel, it must be really aggressive, this one. Okay, it's a small thunworm. Well, not small enough, though. Snaps you his powerful pincers, and is slain. 1 XP. You step back from the scene of battle, and admire your own handiwork. After taking a few moments to rest, you once again set off on your way um, south. Uh, south some more. West. Southeast. West. 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 This small womb is littered with the corpses of over a dozen massive rot snails. Tall stone arches frame both of the exit that lead from this chamber to the north and east. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to the shadowy figure of a man, seated against a far wall. The man's head is slumped down upon his chest, and his hand clutches the hilt of a warhammer that's been laid across his lap. The man is garbled in the plain green robes of the Order of Hammersign. Oh dear, it's two of the monks slain. Only one remains. Presumably Brother Cole, because he's the most powerful warrior they have. So he's the most likely to survive. You know, unless he, like, sacrificed himself in some sort of heroic last stand. And we're left with Brother Holworth or Brother Turo, but... I mean, our best hope is it's Brother Cole, because he's the toughest. You cautiously approach the man seated against the wall, expecting that he's already dead. You are shocked when he opens his eyes and raises his head slightly to acknowledge your presence. Do not linger here with me, 
he says, his voice weak and raspy. This ill vermin has already claimed the Torah bruv. Now it should appear I shall not leave this room. A tide of it swept through here when Brother Cole and I arrived. And through we swung our hammers too. There were too many of the beasts. Then a great worm emerged from our no from the northern passage and took hold of Brother Cole in its jaws. A, bro a good brother battling it even as it dragged him off into the north and into darkness. Based on what, what he said, you realise this is Brother Holif, and according to his account of events, Brother Cole might still be alive. But I must hurry. You must hurry, friends, says Brother Holif, as his head begins to sink back towards his chest. In a matter of seconds, his body goes limp and releases his grip on the war hammer, lying at his side. Oh, I forgot to use my healing powers! Done. You take a quick, quick prayer of the fallen monk before lying him on his back next to the wall and placing his war hammer upon his chest. You hold his hand over his weapon before preparing to continue on your way. This small womb is listed with the corpses of a dozen massive what snails. Tall stone arches frame both the exits that lead from this chamber to the north and east. The body of Brother Hollow flies here. The deceased monk's warhammer rests across his chest. Uh, go north. You step into a long room with passages leading it to the north and south. Two extremely large hyabore beetles scuttle into the room from the northern passage. The horned insects wheel up before. Charge across the chamber before you. So I can use archery. Or I can just attack archery then. You unsuccessfully used archery. Your arrow sails wide of its mark. The two beetles rush forward and attack. Two large hylobore beetles. They snap at you with their massive pincers. One stab. Stab. Okay, one's down. One's almost. Second one's almost down. Snap at you with their massive pincers. And they are slain. 2xp. The two large high-level beetles are, are lie dead. You adjust your equipment before you set, before preparing yourself on your way. Let's go north. Spell of decay hangs in the wear. Heading north. A set of stone steps leads down into darkness from here. Water drips from the ceiling into a mound of green and grey moss attached to the floor. The passage leads out of the room to the south. You can hear what sounds like fierce battle waging somewhere in the darkness below. Suddenly you can hear the sound of metal clattering on stone, followed by a ferocious war. And silence. Oh, I'm just, am I just seconds too late? Descend the steps and investigate the sound of battle. You're standing at the base of a stone of step, set of stone steps that lead up to the second level of the ruins beneath the monastery. A, pas a passage leads the womb to the east. A series of loud wars echo out of the eastern passage. Take the passage east. You emerge into the passage into a large rectangular chamber. In the middle of the chamber, 
lies Brother Cole, struggling frantically beneath the undulating mass of a large thunworm. But there's still time. The gigantic worm rears up and emits an ear-piercing bellow as it prepares to strike at its pin victim. You realise you must act it quickly if you are to save the monk's life. Um, archery! Archery! Successfully! The thunwong shrieks as an arrow embeds itself in its fleshy torso, wounded, but alive. The giant insect surges towards you and attacks. Well, my goal is achieved. Brother Cole is no longer the target. Massive thunworm. Snaps you his powerful pinches. Stab. Stab. Alright, just two stabs. That's all it took. Two XP. Thronworms in art spill out across the dank stone floor, creating a nauseating stench that forces you to cover your mouth and nose, which is difficult because it's such a big mouth. You hurry over to assist Brother Cole from beneath the worm's sickening bulk. Despite bearing several nasty wounds, including a wide gash across the top of his scalp, Brother Cole seems to be in fairly good shape. He rises painfully from the floor with your hope, and steadies himself by placing both hands on your shoulders. Wow, Matt, he gasps, leaning down to retrieve his warhammer. Wow, Matt, indeed. That piece was sure to be the end of me. The monk takes a few moments to retrieve his breath, then reaches into a small leather pouch hanging from his belt. He removes a couple of twists, of dried leaves, dried green leaves, and hands one to you. Kepebek, leaf, he says, placing three of the leaves in your palm. Washes away the strain of battle, amongst other things. Now, what's the link? Quebec. The Quebec plant is a small, thorny bush, the leaves of which have remarkable healing properties once dried. The plant is not all that common. We found here and there in the forests of northern Swift now. Why is it not all that common? It's just, just one of those plants that you just... That is, for some, it's really, really picky. Really picky. It's got, all, it's got these odd, odd conditions to acquire it to survive that no one quite understands. So... Even though I'm sure thousands of people have tried to farm it, it just doesn't work. I mean, there are plant, lots of plants where that happens, so I presume that I presume that's why Quebec's so rare. It just resists being farmed, even though it would be really, really advantageous if someone were to do that. But I'm sure if someone could figure it out, they'd probably be one of the heroes of the age. No, definitely. Alright, let's take our Quebec leaf. They only restore a little bit of health, and I'll be storing them later. Brother Cole is a tall, imposing figure, who's look, who looks to possess a great deal of physical strength. He's garbled, in the simple green order of the Hammerstein. 
but his robes are quite tattered and smeared with blood, much of which you guess is probably his own. He's saddened to learn of Hollis passing and says a quick prayer for his fallen, for his fallen fellow monk. He fought bravely, he says grimly, wiping away a tear. Both Hollif and Toro were brave to join this mission, and I shall now make certain their deaths have not been in vain. As the All-Father is my protector and my guide, I shall not rest until this vile wickedness that creeps from the shadows is no more! He pauses for a moment. Mike flicks another tear from his cheek and looks directly at you. Still, he says, with a trace of a smile on his lips, Nothing I've heard explains you. What brings a toad to this sort of place? <laughs> you introduce yourself and explain the events that led up to this moment. Or our brother Cole nods as he listens to your story. Very well, Sir Crokington, he says when you have finished. Let us finish this business and be done with it. The monk points to a partially collapsed passage leading out of the room to the east. He swings his hammer about a few times to be sure he still has full range of movement and nods in satisfaction. Stick close now, he says, as he makes for the passage. We're not far from the shadow gate. You follow closely behind the warrior monk. You move through the narrow passage. Ooh, this is section 1000. You move through the narrow passage, staying close behind Brother Cole. Now and again, the monk stops and draws a glowing red gemstone that hangs from a chain, a chain about his neck. Very close, he mutters. Very close indeed. You continue along the passage for several minutes until you emerge into a sizable, rounded chamber. In the centre of this womb, there sits a circular stone plinth, hovering above the plinth and emitting a low, pulsating hum. Is a swirling black vortex. You instantly recognise a stone plinth. It's a shadow gate. And what swirls hypnotically above it is the shadow path itself. There it is, whispers Brother Cole as he points to the vortex. For a moment you are both memorised by the dark swirling patterns on the vortex. You have to force yourself to look away from it. Brother Cole removes the chain bearing the glowing red gemstone from around his neck and holds it aloft. Realises he's attempting to harness the power of the magic stored within the gem to unlock the shadow gate. You suddenly realise you are not alone. In the shadows on the far end of the womb, see, stands a dark robed figure holding a tall wooden staff. Did you think I would leave my prize unguarded? Figure steps forth. As he nears the glow of your trusted light source, you instantly recognise the dark robed man with the shoulder length hair you encountered earlier. Brother Cole quickly throws the chain bearing the gemstone back round his neck and holds his heavy warhammer at the weddy. From the darkness, I call upon thee, Israkil, Lord of Infestation. Send forth three swarms strong to devour them. 
hisses the loud man contemptuously. Okay, hey, hey. Stop bringing innocent bugs into your fight. The vortex that is the shadow path begins to swirl with increased momentum. As a flood of tarnwats flood f- f- hurtle from it and race across the chamber towards you. In seconds, you and Brother Cole are fighting for your very lives against a savage tide of vermin. You are fighting side by side with the Brother Cole against a vile swarm of Tarnwats. Alright. I stab them. The vicious swarm swipes and claws at you. Okay, a sudden surge of energy overtakes you. And then lays an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy. And then I stab at them. And that takes down another two. And apparently Brother Cole has been taking down a lot. Because even though it's been only three rounds. They are slain. Or I guess a lot of them ran away. 2xp. No sooner has the final Tarnwat been slain. There surges another tide of vermin from the shadow path. A swarm of large hylobore beetles struggles forward and engulfs you and Brother Cole. The dark robed man watches from a distance as you and Brother Cole struggle against the vicious swarm. The swarm of hylobore beetles. They attempt to gore you with their horns. I stab them and they are slain for XP. A heavy blow from Brother Cole's Warhammer shatters the last Highball Beetle's head, instantly killing the foul insect. You're about to turn your attention to the Dark Road Man, when yet another swarm of creatures emerges from the Shadow Path. A horde of giant stone-backed spiders rush across the stone floor and attack. What are stone-backed spiders? Stone-back is fairly common variety, a venomous spider found in the woodlands of Northern Swift. The name is derived from the grey, lumpy flesh resembling stone that makes up the top half of their body. The average adult stoneback is a palm-sized creature, but these are a little bit bigger than that. A storm, a swarm of stoneback spiders, because they're from elsewhere, where apparently the spiders are bigger. All the spiders are bigger, not just some of them. Swarm stoneback spiders. They bite at you and are slain. The last of the spiders crashes to the floor at your feet and flashes about wildly for several seconds before finally succumbing to death. Brother Cole clutches at the glowing red gemstone hanging from his neck as he attempts to invoke the magic that will lock the shadow gate. Your eyes quickly scour every corner of the room. You can see no sign of the dark road man. Suddenly, your vo- his, his voice rings out in the direction of the shadow path. You turn your head in time to see the dark road man step into the swirling vortex. His voice erupts from the dark vortex as he d- disappears. From the darkness, come forth. I summon thee. It thunders. Step forth into this world, Israel, Lord of Infestation, and obey your new master.
Hey, hey, hey. Stop trying to control these. Stop trying to control these bug gods. Glottal snarl issues forth from the swirling depths of the shadow path, making your blood one cold. You turn towards the sh shadowy vortex just as a long, thin, insect-like leg starts to emerge. Oh no. Brother Cole's face betrays his desperation. It appears that he is unable to invo evoke, invoke the magic contained within the gemstone. He quickly removes the chain from around his neck and hands you the gem. Perhaps you can invoke this. We must lock the shadow gate, he says. His warhammer held at the ready as he watches the long insect leg continue to emerge from the shadow path. Well, I can use gating. This might actually be the first time I got to use gating, because normally, when I've been playing this adventure, it's been one of the first ones I've done, and thus I didn't have gating yet, let alone gating at level 30 plus. Use it. Succeeded. Your entire body experiences a series of violent shudders as you channel the war, Neville energy you've summoned and focused on the shadow path. You cry out in agony and collapse to your knees as the intense wave of pain overtakes your senses, slowly the pain subsides. And when you look up, you are lazy to see there is no further sign of the swirling vortex. You have closed the shadow path. Well, I know that the previous time I tried this, I got to see Iswickle, Lord of Infestation, so this is a different way of doing it. You've closed the shadow path, that's 64 experience to gating. Brother Cole washes to your side, and you regain your feet. And I'm guessing that leaves... I'm guessing that leaves that... that gating mage traitor guy... Stuck on the other side. I did not realise you wielded such power, he says in amazement. Your rival is a blessing indeed. Praise be the Allfather. Brother Carl walks over to the shadow gate. And softly pats the large stone plinth. And by the Allfather, may she hold true for all time, he says hopefully. Well... I'll just settle for a century or two. There's treachery at work. There's treachery at hand here, says Brother Cole. A sense of worry. Worried urgency ending into his voice. It appears that a renegade of major sorts has found a way to unlock shadow gates. This does not bode well for any of us, I fear. We must leave this place. Brother Aldrock, know of our findings. The monk strides over and places a hand on your back. And of our success, he says. I know too few like you, Sir Crockington. Far too few. You and Brother Cole both take comfort in the fact that through, you so through, you, through the last you saw, in fact, that the last you saw of the dark world man when he stepped through the shadow gate, you remain hopeful that any luck he's been trapped in the very realm of darkness he tried to unleash. The two of you step back into the passage. Leads from the chamber. 
You are caught by, su- by surprise. A breath of icy wind squeaks past, for it lasts only a split second. The frigid sensation elicited by the cold wind is both unnatural and unnerving. When you look, look, look to see if Brother Cole also felt it. You find the monk is staring back at you. Some same mixed expression. Perhaps that was a draft, he says. As you make your way along the passage, you hope that he is right. As you move up through the ruined levels beneath the monastery, there is no further sign of any of the foul creatures that had recently made made this place their lair. You collect the bodies of Brother Holoth and Brother Toro and take them back to Lilac. They will, they will receive the honour in death they, where they, had, they had earned in life. When you reach the heavy iron door at the top of the last flight of steps, Brother Cole raps on it loudly. Almost immediately, the door is opened and you are met by Brother Adrak and three other monks. The bodies of Brother Holif and Brother Toro are taken away and you and Brother Cole follow the Master of the Order to his chamber, the end of Lilog's main hall. Brother Adrak is saddened by the deaths of the two monks but is grateful and overjoyed by the success of the mission. Brother Holif and Toro live lives of sacrifice, he says, electing a solemn nod from Brother Cole. There is no more fitting ends, end such dignified lives than the sacrifice they gave. The locking of the Shadowgate has spared not only this monastery, but this city, an epic catastrophe. Brother Aldrock is noticeably disturbed by the account of the dark road man who apparently unlocked the Shadow Gate. This will have to be examined closely, he says, lowering his voice. There are countless Shadow Gates throughout the realms, for which could staff more foul things than the vermin that plagued us here. This bodes ill indeed. Alright, that I'm I'm fully restored. I'll get five hundred and twelve experience to general. Brother Aldrich calls for a healer who attends to you and Brother Cole. Any stellar points you may have lost have now been restored. Brother Aldrich thanks you before heading off to take care of some press other some pressing matters. You'll be forever welcomed here, Sir Crokington, he says to you. As he heads out into the main hall, before you leave Larlock Monastery, Brother Cole also thanks you again. Are you my life? He smiles. I hope to never have to return the favour, but by the All Father, should the knees ever arise, I will return it at tenfold. Farewell, friend. You, brief bro- you bid Brother Cole a farewell and leave the monastery. A short while later, you find yourself once again in the heart of Trithic's Norman section. Right, Violet Monastery. Alright, I'm just entering it again into the monastery. Pay a visit to Brother Aldrek. Brother Aldrek greets you warmly and welcomes you into his private chamber at the far end of the main hall. Good to see you again, Sir Crokin, he says. All of us here at Lilac 
open your debt of gratitude. Oh, you're a debt of gratitude. We will never forget what you've done for us. How about a bit of payload? Let's have some payload. Over a hot mug. Mug of brewed paleo. Bovandrick fills you in on some of the latest happenings in the monastery. The Order of the Hammerstein has a long and proud history, he says. And through I am honoured beyond words to serve the Order's master at present. I fear dark days lie ahead for all who hold faith. It's just something I sense. Continue conversing. Over hot mug of freshly brewed paleo, Brother Andrek fills you in on some of the latest happenings in the monastery. My devotion to the Allfather is not always unwavering, confides Brother Aldrek as he takes a sip of paleo. However, whenever I have allowed doubt to temper my faith, I have always been answered with the strength of spirit that I have required. Take yourself, for instance. I do not believe for even a moment that your rival here. The success of your mission with Brother Cole was an accident. Continue conversing. Alright, that's been said before. You learn that the large iron door leading to the lower levels beneath the monastery has been magically sealed. Our friends from the Grey Circle have placed a powerful locking spell on the door that should serve to prevent anyone from getting to the Shadow Gate. Ah, yeah, yes, prudent, prudent. Read that before. Alright, that was before. He tells you he's concerned with the glowing crinimal element that stalks the city, city streets. I believe the Thane is doing all that he can, he says. However, I, I all have to also believe the business of rooting out the evil in this city. It's too much work, even for a man of, of Poland's power and influence. Continue conversing. Alright, let's see. Five more clicks. And I'll, that'll be it. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, Brother Cole. You find Brother Cole training several young monks in the use of the Warhammer in one of the many chambers located off the monastery's main hall. The young, young, the tall warrior monk greets you with a wide grin and a shoulder cross. So Crokington, my friend, he smiles. So what do I owe such an illustrious company? We're just going to chat first, converse with Brother Cole. Brother Cole speaks with you at length. Length about recent events in the monastery, then, lowering his voice to make certain he's not overheard, he leans in close and says something, something which earns your full attention. There may be something brewing, he said, his voice barely above whisper. Something is afoot, perhaps by some, within these very walls. I will know more later, and can tell you little more than, more than that right now. When the time comes, I will seek out your help, my friend. A group of monks pass by, and Brother Cole immediately raises his voice to normal volume, and once again begins discussing recent events in the monastery. Alright, uh, can you tell more of that? I can say nothing more of it right now, he says. 
I will find you when the time is right, and I'm sure you will. Seek to train with Brother Cole. Brother Cole is an expert in bashing weapons, like hammers and clubs. He's only too happy to offer to train you. You may attempt to train up to four times with the warrior monk. You can train your weaponry and weaponry battling skills up to a maximum level of 40. Please note, you must first have the skill of weaponry before, before, you, become, before you can become skilled in skilled in any of the weaponry sub-skills. The weaponry skill is too advanced for Brother Cole to train you further. Yeah, so here you can learn the skill of weaponry and weaponry bashing. So, very handy, especially the weaponry. Because admittedly, the only other way to learn that is the... The weaponry skill itself is that trainer in the Moonshore Tavern off Central Tysa. So this is far this is far more reliable. Seek to improve your skill of weaponry bashing. You attempt to train your weaponry bashing skill. You must pick a number less than or equal to fifteen. Succeed in this succeed in your training. Currently weapon we bashing is at level one because I don't use bashing weapons. Pick now. Alright, pick two. The weapon we your skill of weapon we bashing increased by one. Your current level of mastery is two. You successfully trained in the trained in the skill of weapon we bashing with Brother Cole. The Warrior Monk congratulates you on a good training session. Alright, Big Brother Cole farewell and leave. Let's leave the monastery to the city gates. And that is that. Oh, it looks like a new adventure has been unlocked. Alright. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. What is it? The Blood Cove. At the Goblin Claw Inn. Alright, I guess that will be what we do next. But until then, farewell fellow adventurers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.